Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and make sure you hit the like button on this video as well as our other videos. Subscribe also to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Red Zone and tell a friend. Help us keep growing the show. Uh, this Tonight, we got WrestleMania. We'll wrap up our bracket madness. We'll talk Celtics, Red Sox, and breaking news from New England. We'll get into that to start the show. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I am joined by... Danny Football. What's going on, boo? What's going on? What's going on, man? Good to see you. Uh, Producer John is uh, not with us tonight, but he is here in spirit. A lot to unpack tonight, Danny Football. Uh, A lot of news, especially coming out of today, last couple days. Uh, But we'll start with the breaking news in New England. Uh, Patriots legend Julian Edelman was uh, released today. Uh, following a failed physical date reports uh, from Shefty. So, uh, and a lot of people think this is it. He's going to retire. Uh, it is the end of his career in New England, so we can talk about that. Uh, but, I mean, general thoughts. Are Have you not hit- seen the video yet? No, I haven't. Oh, pull up the video. I gotta- I'll fill the air while you wa- pull up it. He, dude, he put out a whole retirement video. He already did. I was in class. I was getting yeah. updates throughout the... So I'll, I'll kind of fill it in. So Julian Edelman, like you said, retiring after 11 years. Um, you know, the successor to Wes Welker, I don't know if anyone's seen that video either, but um, it's the game where Wes goes down, they put in Edelman, he brings back the punt, and um, kind of just indicative of Edelman's career. Um, Bill talks to Welker on the sideline about how this could be a uh, Willie Pep, Lou Gehrig situation where the new guy takes over and just plays forever, and that's what happened. Edelman stepped in, he took over for Wes, and he he was nails ever since, man. And like he says in the video, he was going to go until the wheels fell off, and the wheels fell off. And, you know, big catch in the Atlanta Super Bowl, played cornerback in the second Giants Super Bowl. This dude's been here through thick and thin, and, you know, patriot for life, man. And I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. I could have watched the whole thing, but man, that, that is, that is sad. Um, like you said, I, I, that video, that clip like of, um, mic'd up is one of my favorite videos of when Belichick walks over to Welker saying, you know, you this guy's pep. Yeah. I heard of Willie pep. No, yeah. who's that? He's the guy that played first base before Lou Gehrig. And then Lou Gehrig went on to play like 2,000 games in a row. Yeah. And Welker had that look on his face like he was like messing he with knew, him. But, he knew. He knew. But, you know, you know, seventh round pick, draft pick, quarterback. 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 Not even comes in, receiver. Comes in and fills like whatever role the Patriots needed. Goes on to become, I think, arguably, and I heard our f- friend of the show, uh, Mr. Haven, said this today on his Instagram 
And I completely agree. I think he is the greatest Patriots receiver to ever play. I think he is, you know, I as much as Randy Moss was unbelievable. He was only here for so long. He only played three seasons and only one was the 50 touch, the, the you know, Tom Brady 50 touchdown undefeated season. You know, Welker, like you said, was unbelievable. And to be quite honest, was probably the greatest Patriots receiver until Julian Edelman. But the thing that sets Julian Edelman apart from everyone else is he did it for so did it for over 10 years. He battled, he grinded, and the most important thing, he was so clutch in major playoff moments. He like when you needed to make a play, it's kind of like Gronk. When you needed to make a play, like you trusted to throw the ball to Edelman. Like how many big moments in the Super Bowls or major playoff moments did we look Jules's way? Like I I I I think that sets him apart and he did it for so many games. Um I've been on record in the show to say he's a Hall of Fame. He's definitely a Patriots Hall of Famer. Oh, one thousand percent. You can't not put him in the bats. First first ballot, like it's not the first time he's eligible, he's going in. But I argue he's a Hall of Famer. Like, I think you can make the argument based on his playoff performance and his playoff track record, he has to be a Hall of Famer. And you can make, uh, a, you can make a case for it. I'm not going to say he definitively is. No, I, close. yeah, I wouldn't, close, I wouldn't say past Hall of Fame 1000%. Like, like, you can obviously say, like, Gronk is without a doubt a Hall of Famer. Like, he, he I think you can oh, say, yeah, I mean, the best of his generation. Best of, yeah. I think the argument can be made for Julian Edelman. I make the argument. I'm in favor of him going in. Um, he may not make it. He may not, he he may make it. He may not. But I I will die on that hill for him. He's unbelievable. One of the most clutch performers in the playoff. Wide receivers in the uh, playoffs. And uh, tip your cap, man. It's sad to see him go. But like I said, it, he kind of saw this coming. Kind of reminds me a lot of Pedroia. Like kind of dude, one of the same. I'll give you a quick recap of uh, kind of his journey to, even if he isn't a Hall of Famer, to even be in the discussion. No scholarships at a high school. Played quarterback at Kent State. Didn't get a combine invite. Drafted in the seventh round. Plays eleven years, six hundred and twenty catches, over six thousand eight hundred yards, three Super Bowls, and a Super Bowl MVP. Man, I mean, that's that's a hell of a story. And like looking even further, like look at the uh, his playoff numbers. I think he's second all time in playoff yard receiving yards, only behind Jerry Rice. Like that's that's unbelievable. And just like I said, big moments, like big playoff moments. Like you can make this such a big highlight reel of Julian Edelman plays. Yeah, obviously the Falcon Super Bowl. Uh, I know. I hope no one forgot already. But the Julian Edelman pass to uh, Danny Amendola for in the Ravens game that like really got us going, brought all the momentum back on our side when we were like that was a that wasn't looking good for the Patriots when we made that play. Second all time uh, in playoff receptions. To playoff receptions. That's what I was thinking of. Playoff receptions. So uh, good, good stat catch there, Danny Football. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like it's unbelievable. Part of that is like you know, he plays in so many games. Like he was on the Patriots and they played in so many games. But he's got to make the plays. Like uh, like in that last Super Bowl that we won, it was Gronk and Edelman. That's mm-hmm. all in James White. But 
Gronk and Edelman were the main two receivers that he Brady threw to. Like that's all he really trusted. And you know, I, I it's sad to see him go, but like I said, it 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 kind of you kind of saw it coming. I thought he had another year in him, but or you, two. You, you you I'd like to I I said it before, to you before the show started. I I wanted him to be able to go out on his, his terms, man. But like he said, it was best for him and his family. I mean, if it, if it was if it's the difference between living a good life after football, it's the right choice every time. Right, and I obviously he's been really banged up. He's had a lot, especially if you look at the last like six years. Like he's had ACL injuries, hip injuries, head injuries. You know, he's been like I said with Pedroia. He reminds me of Pedroia. He's such a small guy, small in stature, I guess height wise. Uh, but he plays like he's 10 feet tall. So, like, that that caused some wear and tear on the body. And uh, you're right. Like, it, the point – you're never going to play football forever. So, the point is, like, you want to be healthy as long as you can after football. So, uh, you know, I had family – I had a family member that played way back in the day for BC football. And is you know, he was – got hurt really bad. And it really messed him up after – like, for the rest of his life. So. Uh, looking out for himself, you know, I think it's a great idea. Um, it's what's best for him. So, and all we can do is respect the time and I'm happy he retired a Patriot. Like that's the cap to you, Jules, tip the cap. Yeah. He retired in the blue and, uh, I I appreciate him, you know? So more than we can say for more than we can say for two other people. Yeah. More than we can say. (laughs) I, I know he played his whole entire career in, uh, New England. Drafted and retired, man. Do you think – I mean, Brady, you shouldn't. Like, if you're a Patriots fan, you shouldn't have any remorse. To no, it, right? I just but, think I'm, I'm just trying to make a joke. It's but – but and no, but I'm glad you brought that up because, like, do you think Patriots fans will hold Julian Edelman – In higher regards? I, higher regards. Uh, no, no, not. Not, not Brady. Not Brady. I'm oh, Brady's oh, oh, another oh, category. Oh. To Gronk. I think they – I think people love Gronk just because he's Gronk and he's a big personality, but – there, there is something to be said about retiring and coming back, and then join just to join another team. Yeah, that's. I mean, I have no real will towards Gronk, but I think Julian Edelman doing this and sticking through like the terrible year that we had last year and not jumping ship, whether he could have or not, like maybe they couldn't get like you know, could have just sat out, could have opted out if you really. Wanted yeah, to. so he like battled. He tried to battle. He had a good start. Like he had a couple great games at the beginning of the year. Literally put it all on the line, man. He had a career high in one of the games last year. So I don't know. I I think that's definitely an argument can be made. And a lot of Patriots fans are probably going to be talking about this tomorrow in this the coming week. Uh, you know, Jules is going to be looked at a little more favorable than I wouldn't say Brady. Because Brady's in a known category of his own. Yeah, no, Brady's but, a whole other animal. But Gronk, I, I have a feeling that some people, especially like you said, Gronk retired and then came back just to play with the Bucks. Like, I don't know. Dude, I'm all for doing what's best for you, but I think people will look at that a little differently. I don't think anyone's going to have any ill will towards Gronk, but I think they'll hold Julian Edelman a little bit higher as Patriots fans. Um, real quick, before we move on. What's your favorite Julian Edelman moment? Hmm. Favorite Julian Edelman moment. It's hard not to say the Amendola pass. Um, 
I want to say lining up at corner in the Super Bowl, man. I mean, you want to talk about a utility guy willing to literally play defense, man. I mean, what, what, what more can we say? The dude was literally willing to play an entirely different position just for the good of the team. And that's, yeah. something, that, that's something that sticks out for me. Yeah. But so I would say, like, obviously, like, you have to, like, think about the Falcons' uh, Super Bowl catch. But I, I love – I think whenever I think of Jules, I think of that, um, that pass to Amendola. Like, that, that was such, like, a clutch time move, such a big-time play. And uh, the other thing is I think about him and D- Danny with the skateboarding video. Remember that video of them skateboarding around uh, Boston? I did like a series. It was like a funny series of them just skateboarding around Boston. <laughs> Go check it out. That's like, that was that I'll was prime at, time Patriots. Like I'll look that up. Uh, but salute to uh, to Jules. We'll miss you. And I mean, now that adds another hole in the uh, wide receiving core. Maybe that's why. Maybe you knew something about going out and getting uh. Bill knew something going out and getting those extra guys. You know what I mean? Because I question why he would get uh, uh, Aguilar and uh, Aguilar. Because, like, I was like, man, like, you have Jules, uh, Harry, not Harry, well, Harry. Uh, I'm trying to think of that. Bourne. Like, there's a very, um, Myers is a very clumped up, uh, very busy wide receiver core but now maybe without jewels you slide born to the the slot or something or myers to the slot and that opens up a couple extra spots like maybe he knew something then but whatever the case salute to jewels and um i'm sure he'll stick around new england for different things different events and can do whatever he wants at this point man you ever see the uh after they won the super bowl against the falcons uh he went on jimmy fallon and Jimmy Fallon said he should open up when he retires, open up a chain of fat, um, seafood restaurants and call it Edelman's Catch. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, he would make a ton of money. Well, Jules, that's an idea. Um, Not a big should, fish food guy, but I'd do it. Oh, I love seafood. Seafood's very good. Um, moving on. Uh, real quick to uh, a main event this uh Last weekend, Danny Football and producer John, I know he's he has faith in Danny Football to cover this, but WrestleMania uh, happened this last Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Danny Football, let's hear it. What's your recap of uh, this week, this past weekend's events? So to update the people on our little uh, predictions from last week, call me Danny Wrestling, man. I I wiped the floor yeah, with you and Danny John, football. man. Wipe- Danny Football. Wipe the absolute floor. I went 10 for 12. John went 6 for 12. And you went 5 of 12. It was a bloodbath, man. But overall, I mean, I watched both nights. It was Night one was really good. Um, that being said, it was definitely an emotional night because it was the first time they've had fans in over a year. Um, so there, I, I feel like there was more anticipation for night one than there was for Sunday. Just because, you know, people in the stands, wrestlers were definitely more juiced seeing people there. So, night one was banging, man. There were so many good matches night one. Night two got off to a slow start. I wasn't a huge fan of how they started night two. But um, they picked it up towards the end. Daniel Bryan, Ro- Roman Reigns, and Edge put on an absolute classic in a triple threat. Um, Who won that one? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah. 
not only did he pin one of them, he stacked them like on top of each other and then pinned them both. Dominant. Dominant. That, from was, that was one of my ones. That you I, get yeah, that, that one. one right. You actually were the only one that picked Randy Orton, and Randy Orton won. See? That should count for two. Just your sleeper picks. Your sleeper picks really cashed in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, overall it, was a, overall, it was a good WrestleMania. I mean, circumstances outside, you know, first time having fans back. Um, I wouldn't call it one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, but for historical sense and an emotional sense, it was definitely definitely good to see fans and see the wrestlers reacting to have, having actual people in the stands. I thought it was a good time. Uh, one thing I was kind of like looking at the card, like I, we didn't really touch on this enough, I think, last week, but this, like you said, it's the first rest, uh, wrestling event with fans in over a year. And I mean, WrestleMania last year they had, but it wasn't the same with no one there. Oh, dude, it was brutal uh, with no one there. Yeah, it was kind of awkward, but I'm surprised they didn't have more like class. I mean, part of it's probably because they're just getting old, but like some of the more classic, like more, I guess, higher profile wrestlers for wrestling the first one back. Like, so um, that's a big point of contention right now. Um, in terms of WWE, I don't, I know we don't want to get too, too much into it, but just to kind of give you a kind of answer your question. So right now they're really legend light. Whereas maybe last year and two years ago, they were kind of leaning on the legends a lot to kind of pop ratings and get people back interested in wrestling. And it works. I mean, it's, you can, you know, Hulk Hogan, you walk Hulk Hogan out there, people will respond. They did with Goldberg. They brought back Goldberg, Bret Hart. They bring back all the legends um, from time to time. But there's a good portion of the audience, man, that, for every legend you bring back, that's another like young guy that wants to work his way into being a star. You're taking time away from them. So there is a good amount of the audience that doesn't like the legends because you're taking time away from a full-time wrestler and you're letting this part-time legend come back. So, I mean, it's ebbs and flows. There's, you know, negatives and positives. If you have the legend, it's a more well-known name. You may get more viewers, but at the same time, you're kind of killing the present in the future because if Goldberg goes out there and he's, taking spot after spot after spot, then guys like Roman Reigns, I mean, he's made now, but back in the day, like Roman Reigns, he's not going to be able to get on TV because you have old guys running around. So, But can't they, like, I don't understand why they can't have like a, a one match that's a Legends match that people will come to watch. Or even like Legend versus like young guy. You like can, they get I mean, you, it depends on who it is, but I mean, it also depends on their age. I mean, you can't really, Hulk Hogan literally can't wrestle anymore. No, like I'm not saying Stone that. Cold can't, Stone Cold can't really wrestle. What about Cena, The Rock? Cena's like, out I, in Hollywood, dude. That's the thing with Cena and The Rock is they're all Hollywood guys now. So they can't, they literally can't wrestle because the movie companies have insurance on them. And if they get hurt, they're fucked. Yeah, I don't so it's know. Just a, it's just a case of either everyone's too old or they have other obligations and they just can't do it. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, definitely good to see fans back in the stands for WrestleMania. WrestleMania is such a great um, event. Um, so great to see them back. I just wish that, you know, like you said, night two, like all the, and that's what I was saying. Like all the buildup was for night one everyone was excited to see everyone come back blah 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 but night two which was a little bit flat 
if you put a legends match in there, that boosts like you know that keeps the right energy going. You well, know what I mean? And I, and they're gonna go back to one night next year. So I don't know. I think oh, it was more of a, good. I think it was more of a COVID thing to do the two nights, but they're gonna go back to one night next year, and we'll see how the card stacks up. So we'll see how it goes. They have a I whole year with, to figure it out. So I think with one night, I think it would have been different. I don't think you would have had to have that. I don't think you. Well, would, what, I think when, it, when it's one night, which they've done for every year except the last two years when it's one night that's when you just fucking stack it from bottom to top and you just let it run baby yeah i think it would have been much better but i understand covid has yes you have to do what you got to do uh but great to have it back great to have wrestling fans back in the stands and uh until next year hopefully i can bounce back (laughs) uh john you're very disappointed with john's card you have one year to do some research yeah that's true um Moving on to real quick, because uh, we spent a lot of time over the last month doing this. Bracket Madness is over. Uh, this was last week, actually. Yeah, I, I had to take a second look and be like, wait, was it not over? By the-? And then the game was no, actually we, just going on. Because the game decided to have it at like 12 o'clock at night. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it. And we're not going to talk about it much because it's kind of old news. But Baylor wins it all. Uh, they took down the what was thought to be the wagon of Gonzaga, but Baylor just was on another planet, dude. They were in control from the beginning. They were the better team by far. And they're, they, like I said, they're a wagon. They're like, I, I, I picked them in one of my bracket pools against Mrs. Big Red. And um, I wish I picked them in another bracket pool. I would <laughs> some money. Uh, but yeah, what, like, Unbelievable. Uh, but with that said, I'm still taking Suggs number one in the draft. I've I've learned anything. I'm taking Mr. Suggs. No, no, there's no, there's no shame in losing in the natty. So that's no. all right. I mean, he would have just cemented it even more going undefeated and being like the best player on that team. And I mean, we've already broken down like a lot from last week. So I, I, I really, you know, we had to touch on it, but we're not going to talk too much about it. But Suggs, definitely 100%. I would take him first pick overall in this next NBA draft. Where that will be, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, unbelievable. A great March Madness. Great like, tournament, like, dude. Great tournament. It's kind of like you said with the um, – we're talking about WrestleMania, but great to have fans back in the stands. Yeah, great yeah. to have March Madness, period. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was like. Last year we didn't get to have March Madness. This year we get it back. Um it was highly anticipated. I did a ton of brackets. Uh, I, 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 just, I, and they had so many great upsets. They had so many great games. Uh, we talked about it, the UCLA game. and um, It was chaos, dude. That and that's what I was hoping for going in. It was a complete chaos tournament, and that's what I wanted. And that's what we got. Yeah, it was excellent. New blood wins, and it, it just unbelievable, unbelievable uh, March Madness. So um, I'm excited to see what happens next year. I'm excited to see which of these studs that perform well in the tournament gets drafted and where they go. Uh, so we'll talk about that going forward in the you know coming months, whenever the NBA draft comes up, but uh, great tournament. we like I said, we won't talk much more about it, but great tournament and excited for next year when it comes up for March Madness. Moving on to a team that we all love and hate and sometimes all at the same team, the Boston Celtics. 
I added uh, we're updating it seven and three since the trade deadline, seven and two with Time Lord as a starter. And in one of those games, he only played 14 minutes. One of the losses he started, he only played 14 minutes. That was the 76ers game this past week. Um, I'll tell you, my confidence in the uh, Celtics is like a roller coaster, dude. It goes <laughs> up and down, up and down. Sometimes it's at the same time. Sometimes the ride is just shut off when I'm upside down and like stuck, like up, kind of going down. I'm just stuck in the roller coaster waiting for someone to fix it. Um, Open my harness doesn't give out. Oh out, my man. god! It's like, it's like literally, I go back and forth on this team every single day. Um, I'm trying to keep the faith. They're, you know, the last few, the last week they played really well, even without Evan in the lineup. Um, but something's crazy. They're finding ways to win games. They're That's, actually was, coming back in games. I was just about to mention that, man. They're starting to win games. They'd normally choke away. And that's, that's a big, that's a big differentiator in trying to make this and trying to get out of this playing tournament. They need to get out of that. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are in. Yeah. They got to get out of the play. They got to win a few more games They're They're over 500, which is, I can't believe I'm saying is a win, <laughs> um, but they need to find a way to kind of creep up. They, uh, my goal, I think, if I'm the Celtics, hit that four seed. Like that should be your goal to hit the four seed because you're not coming in first, you're not coming in second. There's no way, even third's a stretch. Like that, like it's very unless the Bucks have a little bit of a collapse. But you need to try to hit that four seed. The Atlanta Hawks should not be the fourth seed in the East. When Only game playing. back. So, I mean, the difference, the difference between, what is it, four and – the difference between four and nine is three games. So, it's, it's, it's going to be a sprint to the finish, man, and we got to start running. Yeah. And, I mean, like we said, it starts – the way you start doing that is winning these games, these close games that you – that we were losing in that tough, tough stretch. Um, good to have Thompson back too. I think an underrated player for this team and a, an important player going down the stretch for this team is Tristan Thompson. He's got to give you big minutes off the bench. He's got to play rebound. He's got to play good defense, especially when you start getting into, you know, games in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I'm looking at the 76ers. You need someone that's going to bang with uh, Joel Embiid and even Tobias Tobias Harris, for that matter. Uh, you know, you have Giannis and the Bucks, pretty big. You got John Collins, Clint Capella with the Hawks, like uh, 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 a Bayou. Uh, is, is like they got some big boys in the paint in these teams that you got to start passing. And we need some guys to bang with them. So uh, Tristan Thompson is a great veteran guy too he's won it before i think there's something to be said for someone having someone that's won a championship in that locker room um and he's i mean people give him a hard time look he's not averaging 10 rebounds like we all hoped he would but like i liked what i saw when i saw him play and i like live and he does little things that you need in your second unit rebound play defense and just you know Bang bodies down low. I, I think that's uh, an important key that he provides to the team. I mean, I think I think what's big for us and what's going to be the most important is at least going down the stretch is staying healthy, keeping these guys on the bench and on the court. And three game win streak right now, like you said, seven and three in the last ten. Three game win streak. 
this is where we got to start making our move, man. This is when we got to start making our move. We got what? About a little over a month left of basketball. Now's the time, man. We got to keep, keep this pace. I'm not saying we have to win every single game, but you got to keep get it. You got to, you got to be winning more than five. You got to be winning more than 500 from here on out. Um, you definitely got to win. Like we said, you got to win more than you lose. They can't right. even do that. They got to win way more than they lose. So well, it's, I'm not, it doesn't need to be at a crate. I don't need, like I said, they don't need to go undefeated. I just need them to go at a good pace and we need to get that. We need to get it out of the play in tournament. Like you said, shoot for that four seed. It's within, it's within striking distance. We can do it. They got a tough schedule though, man. Like I'm looking you at gotta it. Win. You got to win it. I don't care you how gotta, hard the schedule is because the playoffs are going to be just as hard. So right. either win the games now or you won't play them later. Yeah. We got the trailblazers tomorrow. Uh, they go. Then they've they been go. struggling. Yeah, they've been, they've been struggling, but then you go Lakers. Uh, We're struggling. They're struggling, but depending on like, it's always a question mark when LeBron and AD are coming back. So like, it depends on that. Uh, the Warriors. Uh, Bulls, which you know, they're pl- they're kind of hot, but you got to beat the Bulls. The Suns, which we talked Suns about, be a tough game. Nets, the tough big game. ones are you play a pair of games with the Hornets. That's a bit. They're right. Okay, right, I think you should win you. that. Spurs, you should win that. Uh, Magic, yeah, win that. Chicago, win that. Two against Miami. You got to win the Heat. Uh, big Red's split. going the second Miami game there. There May we go 11th. in the building, baby. I want to know this season. And then Cleveland, Minnesota, and New York, you should be winning out. Yeah. So the big games I see is the Hornets and the Heat. Like, you got to win those. Those are big games because they're ahead of you in the division right now. Like, those, those are huge. You got to win. You got to win those games. Um, speaking of which, Big Red made his return to the Garden. Thank you for all that uh, kept up to date. Yeah, give us, a, give us an update, dude. How, what did you think? Let me tell you how to feel. It felt immaculate to be walking in the front door of the garden. Uh, it felt weird. I was telling, uh, I went with mama red and she said it was me and her on the escalator. And us two were two of six people on the escalator going into the garden (laughs) after we gave our ticket, checking in tickets. It was weird. There was no lines at anything. We were in a row. We were sitting in the low section. Uh, there was probably like 10 seats or nine seats in our row. We were the only two people in our row. Uh, everyone, like in the loge at least, it was like pretty much spread out with the, had those small rows. It was like the, you were only people in that section. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely weird to have not a lot of people there, but it still felt great. It, it felt good to be back. It felt good to be spending 50 bucks on some chicken tenders and fries. Jeez. Um, it, it felt great to see the boys play. Uh, in the live atmosphere, like it's the uh, first time I've been in a professional sports venue in well over a year, which is, you know, like a lot of people, I'm very lucky that I had the privilege to go. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I was excited to go and I'm excited to go back in May. Uh, uh, Mrs. Big Red got me Red Sox tickets for the birthday for Sunday. So we're going Sunday. Look at that. Doing um, the tour. All right. Uh, still have never been to a Bruins game. My, uh, my guilty, my guilty secret. Yeah. So hopefully we'll change that sometime. Uh, but yeah, Celtics, it was great. The game, you know, people were saying it's a great game. I, you know, yeah, they, they fought here. Give it to them. But it was the biggest head hair pullout game I've ever had in my life. Like they, like that was a two K score. 
That was like it was literally ridiculous the amount of defense that was played or lack thereof of defense that was played in that game. 145 to 136. Danny Football, I think I could play better defense I was, out there. I was just about to say, was uh, no one slapping the court out there? No one was slapping. Everyone was doing this. They were doing Ole. They had a bunch of uh, – Ole. They were doing the Ole defense. Go ahead and get a dunk. Go ahead and get a layup. It was All-star like, game defense. It was. It was an all-star game. It was br- I think there's more defense in the all-star game. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, with that said, you know, the Celtics pulled it out. There's a lot of things that made me say, man, that's like a good win for them. There's a lot of things that made me say that was the ugly, like that was terrible. One of which that sent me terrible, they blew an 11 point lead in two minutes. Like that was pretty bad. I was sitting there with five minutes to go. It was like a little before nine. I'm like, man, I'm going to get out of here at 10. Vintage Celtics, baby. We're going to get a W. Uh, we're going to head home a little early, but no, they blew one bucket at a time, one bucket at a time. And all of a sudden they're tied to tie ball game or they're winning. It's like, it was ridiculous. And like, I get, I'm happy Jason Tatum scored his 50 points or whatever, but at one point he was like, he was searching for it. He was hunting for it, which I, I, you know, I hope he goes and get buckets, but I want to win a game. You know what I mean? Big Red's got a bedtime. I want to go home. I want to win a game. I want to go home with a winner. I don't want to go home saying Jason Tatum scored 50 points. Remember a couple years ago when Devin Booker scored 70 and they lost? Was it 70 or 60? 60, 67, whatever it was, 60. He scored that crazy amount of points and they lost and they were all celebrating. It's like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that team where we're celebrating someone scoring 50 points. It was 70. Holy shit. Yeah, it was 70. Scored 70 points and lost. 60. Holy shit. I thought it was 70. Uh, I don't want to be that team that celebrates a 50-point win and 50-point points and lose. Like, I want to win the game. So, uh, the other thing that was kind of concerning was I tweeted it out, too. We hit uh, – who hit it? Someone hit a big three. It might have been Smart. Marcus Smart had some big plays in that game. Uh, Smart either hit a corner three or something. Something happened. I forget who hit the shot, but it was a big play to put him up by like, you know, put him up by a certain amount. I forget what it was. Deep in, or late, late in the play, a game. And everyone walked over like we lost the game. It's like there was no like celebration. There was no like screaming. I want some guys yelling. I want some guys dancing. On I want bench? Kemba doing no, like they call the timeout after a big play and everyone like looked like they lost walking to the bench. They were moping. Oh, oh, oh. Like look excited. You just hit a big shot. I get you don't want to be like dancing before you win, but I want some excitement. I want some energy on this team. Like I, I it's like we're going to a funeral every time we're playing this game. Like I, I don't understand it. Like have some excitement for the game. Should have gotten uh, behind that bench, man. It looks like you need to let him know. Oh man, it was brutal. Um this Anthony, the first time I, uh, me ever watching Anthony Edwards play, this kid is special. First oh, pick right. in the draft. There's a reason I I thought he was gonna. I thought he was the best player in the draft. Or second, it was close. I think Lamelo. I said was the best player in the draft, but it, I thought he was going second. Anthony Edwards is a walking bucket, man. Like he he was able to score pretty much at will. He only he had 24 points, uh, five rebounds, five assists. But like, I think he kind of slowed down towards the end, but. And they started looking cat's way a little more. Uh, he was nasty. I, I I love what I saw from Anthony Edwards. Cat, 
nasty. Uh, D'Angelo Russell off the bench scored 26 points, uh, which I don't understand why he's coming off the bench, but teach his own. I guess rules, man, that's just, you know, that's how they roll. Loser franchise, loser moves. Yeah, whatever. Well, teach his own. Um, I'll take Kemba got. If they want to give him away. I'll take him. That's what I thought. I was thinking like maybe they're ready to rebuild. Uh, I would Again, take him for the, like the fifteenth time in fifteen years. Yeah, uh, yeah. They always need a rebuild. Uh, Kemba kind of got it li- going late. Uh, he wasn't looking for a shot, which I was kind of dis- I was screaming, shoot the ball, but uh, he he got it going late. Uh, Marcus Smart, I thought played excellent. Jason Tatum, obviously, a nice double-double. I was laughing. Like, we made a big deal out of uh, Jalen Brown being the first Celtic in a while to score 30 and 10. So, Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum goes out and scores 53 and 10. Uh, and then Jalen was pretty – it was great, as always, too. But uh, there is some definite things that are concerning. But, I mean, they found a way to win. You know, it's – um, it's it's a good. It's all it's that matters, good, man. There there was there was a time where that would have turned into a ten point loss. So I'll, I'll right. take the grit. I'll take the grit. Right. Um. And I mean, did you watch that game? That was it was. I mean, it was a pretty. It was a very interesting game. Like I I, I don't I don't I like I give there was. I very mean, it good was just, of, to me. It was a typical Celtics game. I mean, they're gonna blow leads. I was just more happy that they just didn't roll over and die. They kind of just, I mean, you don't want to see him choke it away. You want to be able to finish that game, but at least they didn't lose. That's all that mattered to me because I can't tell you how many times it's been double-digit lead, blow it, lose by 10, 12, 15. So I was, I was glad to see some fight. Also, Danny Football, I've seen a lot of basketball games with my dad. I've played a lot of basketball games. I've coached basketball games. That has to be... In bas- my whole basketball experience, watching, playing, or uh, watching, playing, or coaching, the worst officiated game I have ever seen in my really? life. Really, worst officiated game. The beginning of the game, I was. I'm a fair guy, Danny Football. You know me. I'm a very fair guy. Uh, first, like first three tries on our off um, on Minnesota's offensive sets, they got hacked. It was like it wasn't even close. They got hacked, and there was no call, and their bench was erupting. I was like, I'd be mad too. They're getting demolished. And then they go down the other end like a couple minutes later, and we get hacked. And it's like it's like – or we get touch fouls. It was one of the worst – I thought Danny uh, – Dan, Danny football. I thought Danny – Danny was sitting courtside. I thought Danny was ready to punt the ball across the stadium. He left in the um, – at the end of the fourth quarter, he was so ticked off. It was like it was it was one of the worst officiating. It was so horrible. Like I, I don't I don't I mean Celtics. Go get those zebras, stuff. man. Go get those zebras. It if was the, awful. If the, zebra, if the zebras are fucking up, dude, let them have it. Hold them accountable. Like I believe me, I know officiating is one of the worst jobs you can ever have. Someone asked me if I wanted to officiate to make extra money in college. Coach, I said dude, absolutely you're, not. You're in the foxhole. I know you're in the foxhole. I I officiated one scrimmage, a scrimmage, Danny football, because I was the freshman coach. Uh, when I I'm a freshman coach now, but I was an assistant, and I you know they had to pay you dues. So I at scrimmages I would uh, I would be a official, and I'll tell you, it's one of the even in a scrimmage for a low division high school, 
the kids are getting on you. And it's like, dude, I, the I did. Kids are getting on you. I, t- I did one game. I looked. I said, I will never give an official a hard time again. But I'm breaking my, I'm breaking my vow. This was one of the worst. Ga- I'd broken it a long time ago. I was gonna say, but, I, you've given me some stories about you giving the zebras some shit. Yeah, I, I try not to, but I, it's just, I will never officiate ever again. Like I'll never, I'll never do that no matter how tight money is i will never officiate a game oh my god but it's it's just it's it's the worst job ever uh that's probably not true but it's one of the it's definitely not a fun job so uh but still have some feel for the game man like those three were terrible it was worst officiating game i've ever seen in my life i'm with you dude fuck the refs yep uh so i mean we do this every every week now how how are you feeling going forward about the Celtics team? Do you think you think they're going to be a playoff team? Obviously, I think they're going to be a playoff team, but do you think they can compete in the playoffs? Do you think they're going to get that four seed? I'm more confident, and I do think they'll be able to get out of the playing tournament at least. I don't know if they'll they can. I mean, they can reach the four. Will they? I don't know. We'll have to see how the season progresses. But I feel better about I feel better about them now than I did before the trade deadline, by far. I think this team is at least ready to win games as opposed to before the trade deadline where they were just giving games away. Yeah, and the funny thing is about the trade deadline, a lot of people may say like, oh, you guys said that they didn't really get better with the trade deadline. If you look at the ge- like, if you look at a lot of their games, they're not playing the guys they traded for. Evan Fournier is hurt. I'm not hurt, but he has COVID, he's in the COVID protocol. And they're not playing. They played Cornet for a couple games, and they played um, Mo for a couple games. The difference, not has been, the difference has been uh, Rob, dude. Rob's the key, bro. The difference was addition by subtraction. And as much as I love uh, Tice, they gave Robert Williams the keys to play that center position, and that has helped us. That is That has been a significant... Um, Rob, Jalen, and Jason Tatum will lead us to the promised land, man. I promise you that. So I think it's time we move on to our next segment of the night, Picks of the Week. All right, so picks of the week. We're moving back to our NBA picks. Right now, I'm a game out of daddy football. I'm trying to get back to 500. Uh, it was a long road. I had a tough, really tough start to the no, year. No, it's because we started picking uh, college games. Football. That's how you Who worked way back in. Wednesday's picks N- of the week. Nuggets over heat. I'm going to go nuggets over heat. Uh, you've, you've had your fun. You got to pick some college games to get back in this, but we're back to professionals now, so we're, I'm ready to take back the lead. <laughs> Who do you got? Who's your pick of the week? I'm going uh, Nuggets over Heat. Any reasoning? Um, I mean, we just beat them, so maybe maybe it's just you know they're fresh in my mind. But I do want to see the Heat lose, so let's uh, let's get some L's on the Heat's record now. Um, so for my pick, I'm going with an unlikely of one. I'm going Knicks over Pelicans. Boo, dude! We need them to start losing too. I understand, but let me tell you something. I understand. The Knicks are hot. I repeat, the Knicks are hot. They're currently beating the Lakers right now in the third quarter. See, we they can beat, do that too. They beat a tough Raptors team. They beat the Grizzlies. They lost to the Celtics 
Celtics uh, got a good win on that one. That was a good win for us. But they beat the Celtics by uh, – they lost the Celtics by two. Lost to the Nets by two, or I think are, you know, obviously a favorite to win it all. And they won that the game before that against the Pistons. So, you know what? They're three, hope, maybe even four and two right now. Uh, and the, the other two losses were against very good teams by only a short margin. The Knicks are hot. They got a nice young team there. Uh, can't wait till they blow it up to bring in some washed veteran. I can't wait till they blow it and they just screw up every moment, all the momentum they have for that. Uh, but that's a sneaky good team they got there. That's a sneaky Nerlens Noel, which is an underrated center. Uh, Julius Randle, who's a very underrated player. Dude, he was a forgotten man. I mean, damn. Uh, uh, RJ Barrett, who's having a tough night tonight, but RJ Barrett's a great young player. Reggie Bullock is good. Alfred Payton, Derek Rose, uh, Taj. It's like they got a vet. They got a perfect combination of young and old players. Uh, Kevin Knox, uh, I don't think Kevin Knox is playing right now. Mitchell Robinson, I don't think he's playing, but uh, Obi Toppin, he's not, I'm not really doing I'm not much. Gonna, I'm not going to praise the Knicks. I won't yeah. I, I just think that the Knicks are hot right now. 500. I mean, we thought this team would be a dumpster fire, and it's the Pelicans. The Pelicans have steered me wrong in the past, so I'm starting to bet against them. Um, moving on, we're going to shift gears to some baseball right now. Uh, speaking of a hot team, no, they're not hot anymore. We're going to talk about some Red Sox. I don't think the Sox are hot, Danny Football. I don't think the Sox are hot. I just think they are nasty. I don't think, I don't think there's oh, oh, no... Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's like, you know, a hot... Like, the Knicks are hot right now. They're playing very well, but at some time they're going to... What happens when something gets hot, Danny Football, eventually? Cools off. It cools, cools off. off. It's cold. I don't think that the Red Sox are going to cool off too much. This team is... A legit, wagon, legit, is it a legit, legit. team? Because uh, I and really, I have a lot of faith in this team. Like, I really think this team is going to be very good and towards the top of the uh, the standings for most of uh, probably all season. Uh, first of all, we're looking at it. We knew this going in. The bats are on fire. It's it's very fuego in this in this fuego mucho fuego uh, mucho fuego in this in this Red Sox lineup. JD Martinez, he's pretty good, huh? He's pretty good at baseball. His name is going to come up a little later. Uh, Devers, you know, I we said he always has a cold start. We thought it would go a little longer. All these but people what? panicked, dude. All these people panicked about those first three games against Baltimore, and here we are. We sweep the defending AL champions. And now we avenge all three of our losses to the Orioles. I want to. I want to hear those people that were pushing the panic button after that first series. It's. It's like. I like we said. It's a long season. I. I, I wasn't too nervous about three games. I was a little nervous about the starting pitching, but looking back on or the pitching in general, but looking back on it, yeah, dude, the, you you listened to that episode. I told you of all the and Tanner how didn't have that bad of outings. No, I I told you I I agree with you on that one. I agreed with you on. No, Tanner I know, Howell. I know. I'm just saying. I'm like and people people who are like, oh, the staff sucks. I'm like, are we sure about that? I would say the staff isn't great, but it's de- it has depth. And we're I, about that's to get Chris Sale back, dude. Chris Sale still, still to be added. Still to think, be added. I think they'll hold off until June. I think you're gonna wait another. I think you're gonna see him off for another month and a half, two months, but. Still, yeah, you still have yet to have Chris Sale. Um, 
you know, you got Erod back, Tanner went back down. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of depth here. Like, let's say, you know, we stick with it and they say, you know, Ivaldi gets hurt or some God forbid, but Ivaldi gets hurt or... I mean, at this point, it's almost scheduled. And Or Garrett Richards just doesn't figure it out. He had a good outing, his second outing. Uh, gave up three hits. Too bad. The bad part about it was two of those hits were home runs. But if he could keep the ball in the yard, three hits is a pretty good day. True, very true. Um, he settled in the two home runs were in the first inning, so he settled down pretty well in the rest of that game. Uh, but I, I have faith. Like, what happens if Vivaldi gets hurt? You bring up Tanner Houck. What happens if Richard stinks? You bring up Tanner Houck. What happens? And then you got Chris Sale back. Like, I, there's a lot of depth at the starting lineup, of starting rotation. Uh, that I actually got to give Bloom credit for, man. He brought in a bunch of guys that have done it before, and you know he can plug and chug in there. If I know it's I know well. it's too early, but almost kind of 2013 vibes, where it was just the just the right amount of parts, man. That's what I was feeling. Just the that's, right amount of that's parts. That's exactly the feeling I was getting was a 2013 vibe. Just, it was just the right, like, nothing flashy, nothing crazy, no big boat, no big names, but. You bring in some guys that are hungry. You bring in some vets that are hungry, and it just fucking meshes, man. It just meshes. Yeah, it's it's. I have a good feeling. Undefeated since Jared came on the podcast, by the way. Under Jared, you're the secret ingredient, the man. Key. You turn the season around. And I mean, you can look down the lineup, man, and all the people that's wanting Christian Vasquez traded. I, I hope this man goes nowhere. Christian Vasquez is is there's a reason why so many teams wanted him. He's hottest catcher in baseball right now, man. He is a stud. Uh and you can go up and down the line. The lineup's really good. The Bobby bullpen's really the only well. one struggling. Yeah, Bob Bobby's struggling. He'll figure it out though. That's all right. I have faith. It's okay. I like that guy Gonzalez, Marwin Gonzalez. Mm. He's a nice utility guy. He's playing all around the infield. Um so the Sox are hot, man. I mean, no, sorry. The Sox are hot. This They're team is good, good, man. This team is good. And you know what? I'm ready to set, lock it in, Danny Football. Oh. I'm ready to lock it in. Lock it in right say now. It, say it. This team is World Series bound. Lock go. it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. I have no faith in the Yankees and their normal choke Dude, artists. They team. suck. They're they bad. are terrible. Um, I have no faith in the Rays. I mean, we just, we tore, just fucking the took their lunch money, man. Goddamn. <laughs> We took their lunch money and we didn't even leave any for a snack. That's what we just did. We didn't. We already whooped on the bombs. Orioles. We already told the Orioles not once but twice. Here we go. Rays took their shit. Yankees suck, and then we'll, the Blue Jays are about to get these hands too. So, uh, man, I, I lock it in. I'd love to see a little Dodgers Red Sox uh, World Series matchup. I'm ready, dude. I I'm, I, uh, I I I was getting frustrated with how many people were giving up on this team after those th- first three games. I I don't know, dude. I'm I feel vindicated seeing the six game win streak. My dude, my coworker. I was watching opening day at my desk. My coworker, after they lost the game, said, "Is it too early to hate this team?" Fuck you, dude. This team's a fucking wagon, dude. We're gonna win. <laughs> we're winning it all. Taking it. Taking it's the a, thing. Like, I think it's just the opposite right now. This team is fun to watch. Like, it's actually fun to watch this team it is. play These are together. fun games. 
We got guys being pushed in laundry carts. We got guys. Yeah, you know, tunnel time. Around. We got double digit hits. We got homers. We got everything. We got th- we had three home runs in a game. We're scoring football numbers. Like it's it's a fun it's a fun game to watch. It's they're fun to I watch. Get, right I now. get if you're a little upset about last year, but I mean it's a COVID season. You know what did you expect? In Boston sports last year, pun except for the Celtics who just choked. Uh, Celtics and the Bruins that got screwed. The Bruins got screwed out. They were the most screwed team out of the whole COVID situation. You got to reset, man. You got to reset. Uh, but Red Sox, Red Sox and Patriots took it in stride, man. They said, all right, look, we're going to take this year as a, you know, take it off. Let's let's recharge and, like, try to get ready, get the cap ready, get our numbers ready, try to trade for – sign some good, like, depth guys. And, hey, listen, they they're – I think both teams are going to see an increase. I mean, we're already seeing the increase with the Sox. I think we're going to see it with the um, Patriots uh, this upcoming season. We got a lot of winnable series coming up. This Twins one, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with this this Twins one. I heard they're going to move it to – try to move it to Boston. I know this comes out on Wednesday, so hopefully we're more clear on that. Chicago, White Sox, we can win that series. Blue Jays, that's a two-game series. It'll be nice to kind of see what they have. Mariners after that, they, you know, they suck. Mets after that, they suck. Rangers after that, they suck. Dude, we might, we might never lose. We might not lose a game until like fucking June at this point. Yeah, Mets are bad. Tigers, we go to the Orioles. Oh, Tigers. Orioles, we own them now. Athletics, Angels, Blue Jays. We may never lose a game again. We may go what? 100 and what do we need to go now? One hundred. How many we lost? What three? I'm not. So, I'm not good at numbers. One hundred fifty-nine and three, right? It's one. I'm not. I'm not a numbers guy. Danny football. I can't do math. Can't do math. Danny football. The point is, I think they may never lose again. We're gonna. We go. We're gonna win the rest of the games. No, that's not true. We're gonna drop a couple of games here and there, but this team is a wagon. Only on the rest days. We're only gonna lose the rest days. Yeah. I mean the Indians, they're they have a good like I mean a decent start. The Astros are off to their normal start. The Angels are actually off to a pretty good start for them, considering. Uh, but looking at, I mean the Royals second place with our man um, Benny Biceps. Dude, he sucks. He's having a horrible He's, start. Yeah, all these people that are trying to spin zone the, the JBJ. Him and, and Jackie, um, dude. Him and Jackie are having bad starts. I'm not JBJ, saying it's gonna. I'm not gonna say it's. Gonna keep going, but shit. JBJ is two for like twenty-eight with one home run. He just made his first web gem, and they're gonna they're trying to spin zone it into like the Red Sox made a mistake. Zone it. It's like I I love JBJ. Don't get me wrong, but there's a reason why he wasn't an opening day starter in that outfield. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a reason. Uh, but you know, I the socks are a wag. The socks are hot. I repeat, no, I keep saying that. Socks, I kept saying it earlier. Socks are hot. They're just a wagon. World Series bound, baby. Get ready for another ring. I know you want, don't want to see it. And what did I tell you, Danny Football? What did I tell you? The Red Sox win when I leave or graduate a school. So get ready. I'm graduating my master's this year. They're ready to win. Put Gas your money down boats, now. Baby. Gas up the duck boats. Let's go. Put your money down now. The Red Sox and I just have that connection. What can I say? I'm telling you, dude. You just put the keep money down. Enrolling and uh, drop. You just got to keep it enrolling and graduating, dude. 
I know. I, that's like my fear. Like, I feel like I got to keep going to school. You're going to have to go to nursing school or something after this. Nursing school? I don't know anything about nursing. Law school, either something, dude. Yeah, just to totally shift gears. I guess so, man. But I'll just put your money you, down. I'll just assign you homework or something. That sounds good. Give me like a graduation year. I've graduated <laughs> a few times. All right. So for keeping with the Red Sox theme, we usually do this uh, before the season, but they started and we're a little behind. Sue us. Uh, we're going to do our MLB award predictions for this upcoming season. Uh, we're going to go through the AL and NL. We'll slowly go through those. Uh, we're going to pick MVP Cy Young and rookie of the year for each respective league. And then we're going to give our uh, world series matchup. So, Danny Football, uh, let's start with you. The NL MVP, I don't think, is going to be um, too crazy. I haven't really looked at your list. Uh, but why don't you give me your MVP uh, pick and why? For, for NL. the NL? Yeah. We'll, going... we'll, we'll leave off with the AL. Hometown. So you want the AL MVP? No, the NL. We'll end with the... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going with our old friend Mookie Betts, man. I think, as much as it pains me, I think, I think it's his year, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I have that feeling, too. And that doesn't make me feel too good about it. But, um... you know, this was going to happen. He was going to win rings. He was going to win MVPs. He's still going to go on to be a great player. He just won't be doing it as a Red Sox, which sucks, but... Yeah, I I still Mookie bets. I love Mookie, and I, I it's gonna hurt to see him win. I'm kind of leaning on that side, but to be different, I'm going Juan Soto from the Nationals. All right. Uh, I know friend of the pod Jack Moran had money on him last year, and then he got COVID and lost two weeks of an already shortened season. So, so that kind of uh, blew that up. But I, man, I, I I mean, he's a great young hitter. he has the cover off the ball. So I think he's due for one. Uh, he's only 22 years old, but I, I think he's, I think he's, I, he's, yeah, he, he can hit, man. I like so that. I, it's a little outside the box pick. Yeah. I, but like first thought I have was Mookie. So, but I'm going Juan Soto. Cy Young, I'm going to go DeGrom. I was, I was thinking him too, man. I was thinking him too. Uh, DeGrom is just a stud, man. Like The only needs... problem is that his bullpen constantly blows him wins. Yeah, that's true. It's, he's gonna, his win total is kind of down, uh, but he's won it before. He's, he's finished towards the top in a lot of them. Uh, but who is yours? Just I'm going before. Shoei Otani. I think he's going to win the Cy Young despite playing both batting and uh, pitching. I he's, think he's in the American League, no? Whoops. All right, so he's my AL one. I, I fucked that up. Oh. Um, NL? Hmm. NL, 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 NL. Damn, I don't want to go with DeGrom now that you picked him. You want my... I'll, get, I'll let you borrow my sleeper I'll, that I think uh, has a chance. I'll steal... I'll go... Um, damn, I don't want to go with... I don't, damn. I'll go with Kershaw. I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it, but I'll go. No, don't do that. You know, you know who I think has a real shot to do it though. 
And this is just being like, I'm going to be real with you. Most of this reasoning is because it's a bias on MLB the show. And I always pick him a trade for him in MLB the show is Kershaw's teammate, who I think he's even better than Kershaw at this time in Kershaw's career is Walker Bueller. That's a good one too. Walker Bueller is a stud. And I think this is the year where he kind of puts everything together and becomes the real true ace of that team. Like kind of takes that even more of a step above Kershaw. Um, Kershaw's great, man. He's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. But um, my, I was going to say my sleeper pick for this, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning on DeGrom. He's like kind of the, you know, it's kind of the bona fide pick. But um, I'm leaning a little bit on um, Walker Bueller. He's my I sleeper. Like pick. I like that. Who you got for Roy? Um. I'm not going to lie. Don't know much about the rookies this year. I don't um, I had to uh, look up the odds list. I did. I did. I looked up some odds. Uh, I'm leaning on Hayes from uh, Brian Hayes from the Pirates. I went with Ian Anderson from the Braves. I've um, never heard of him. I've never seen him, but. Yeah, I, I don't know much. Him. I'm not going to lie, but I saw he was the ninth ranked prospect overall. Uh, he's obviously the Pirates' top prospect. Uh, he's young. He hits uh, 376. Uh, he hits a little bit of home runs. He finished. Um, he he just he seems to be one of the top prospects in that that I've saw. Already can hit with power. He gets on base, so uh, not with power, but he can get on base. So I, I think he's in the conversation. Don't know much about rookie of the year. Is so like. It's whoever gets hot and gets does like gets gets hot at the right time. So, um, I'm not sure on that one. But um, any reasoning on yours? Uh, for Ian Anderson, no. I just looked up the odds for the NL Rookie of the Year. I have no idea who any of these guys are. Um, one thing that I think we forgot to put in there, which is shame on me. This is my fault. I will take ownership of this one. It's coach of the year. This is coming in. This is coming in cold. Like no, no um, research probably done on this one, Danny Football. Do you have a coach of the year idea? Uh, do they do one for each league, or is it only? Yeah, they do one for each league. Woof. Um, damn. NL. Fuck. I don't even know many of the managers from the NL. Uh. Who's the Padres manager? I don't even know who he is. That's who I was leading on. Jace Tingler. Is that who it is? I'll go with that guy then. Yeah, I was leading on him too. Um, I was leading on him too, man. I think this is the year the Padres... Um, I mean, they, they started to put it together last year. And, you know, Slam Diego, they just had their first um, no-hitter too. They're, they're, like, they're putting it all together. So... Um, I, I think there's a good chance. I mean, Rojas from uh, the Mets has a chance to do it. I mean, they had a tough start, but they, they you know, they just got Francisco uh, Lindor, so that's going to help their team. Uh, but, I mean, the Padres are pretty stacked and ready to go, so I'm going to lean towards the uh, – I'm going to lean towards uh, Tingler. Let's move on to the AL. Let's do a reverse order here. 
Um, manager of the year. Alex Cora, baby. Yeah, I was going to. Alex Cora. If he leads this team to a World Series playoff or a strong playoff push, you can't say it's going to kill all these baseball people. He came in cold and he's going to do the damn thing again. He wasn't even on. If you can put money down, I don't think he was on anywhere near any of the odds uh, people. I don't think he was anywhere near that. So um, if you can put down money now, I would lean. I mean, he he probably won't get it because people are going to be salty about the stupid, uh, the you know, all the Astros stuff. But, man, I would put money down on him. He, the, this team is hot, and it's all – I think a lot of it is to do with him. Uh, AL Rookie of the Year, who do you got? I got Mercedes out of uh, the White Sox. I actually know him. I've seen a couple of the games. So um, I can actually speak for this. I think he's going to be a fucking problem this year and for a lot of years to come. This dude seems legit. I like it. I like it. Uh, again, didn't know much about uh, much about it, but I'm going to go with, uh, I, I can't really mispronounce uh, his name, but Randy around uh ran i don't know how to say his name but <laughs> he's on the raise he played yeah, he's been he, good he's been good he played in the postseason last year so he has experience which i don't i hate that they count those rookies but you know it's a danger bringing them up man that's why they always play games with the minor leaguers yeah so i you know he's had experience up uh he played pretty well in the postseason so i'd give it to him yeah, you know, I think he's going to just continue it this year. Uh, what do you got for AL Cy Young? If you say Ota- it was Otani, if you say Garrett, I was going to say if you say Garrett, no, Cole. fuck Garrett Cole, dude, he sucks. You want to talk about <laughs> a fucking horrible contract? Let's talk about Garrett Cole's contract, dude. What a waste! <laughs> the Yankees are prime for giving a ton of money God, to players that are damn. just overrated. Overpay it's, for an overrated pitcher. Repeat, overpay for an overrated pitcher. Repeat, Garrett Cole is not winning the Cy Young. I hate to say it. Um, it's going to be Shoei Otani um, or Tyler Glass now. He looks pretty good. But um, I'm going to go with one of those guys. I think Otani, he's going to have a good year, dude. Both at the plate and pitching. Sign an overrated pitcher. Repeat, sign an overrated pitcher. Hey, dude, I mean, what – they don't. Hey, they don't just stick with pit, bad pitchers too. They go with bad outfielders as well. Obviously, they just they overpay everyone that they come on their team. CC Sabathia comes to mind. Um, I mean, Randy Johnson. They took kicked the tires on Randy Johnson. CC though, he had at least some good years with them. It wasn't like he was bad every single year. They got a lot of mileage out of him, too. Yeah, but like they didn't he, capitalize on him at all. I mean, they no. got the one ring, but you need to be getting more rings with that kind of pitching staff. Yeah, I mean, they. you're Tanaka, right. But, guys like that, they bring in all these different guys, and they never get anything out of them. Kluber? Klu- yeah, Kluber. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to go Bieber. Ooh, back-to-back, okay. Uh, he had, uh, he's just, he's, he didn't win last year. Yeah. Yeah. Bieber. Yeah. He, um, he, I mean, he's going to continue it. I think he, as a strong pitcher, he's done it once. So he can do it again. Uh, he's on a team that, you know, he's the ace. He's going to be able to, I think, where are they? They're, uh, where are they ranked right now? The Indians? 
they're first in their division, so they're going to be top. Their division's kind of weak anyway, so uh, they're going to be have a chance to be tops in the division um, for this year. So I think he's. I think he has a chance. I think he has a real chance to win it. Uh, for all that are saying Garrett Cole's going to win, you are an absolute idiot. I, I don't see it buffoons. happening at all. Absolute buffoons. <laughs> buffoons. Um, and then without further ado, the MVP race, who do you got? I'm, it's early. I'm rolling JD, though. This man, is, he's a man on fire. Three home runs in a game. He's usually a slow starter. If he's off to this kind of a fast start, I think he's going to maintain. I'm not saying he's going to hit three home runs every single game, but I think he has MVP potential, man. I think he... I think he heard the noise last season, and he's ready to bring those receipts this year. Um, without a doubt, man. Like, this guy is he has, playing. He's playing like he has something to prove. I think I saw somewhere that in the whole season last year, he had seven home runs. He's currently leading. The, he's tied, but he's currently leading one of four guys leading the division. It with four home runs, uh, five home runs, excuse me. So he's two away from his total from last year. He has 16 RBIs, which leads the uh, American League, and he is batting 472, which is fourth in the uh, American, uh, American League in batting average. He has something, I think you're right, he has something to prove. He's playing he's out hungry, of his dude. mind. Um, of course... I mean, the easy vote to say every year is Mike Trout. Like, he's the best best player, but... Mike Trout's another guy I'm not too high on either. I'm going to lean... I, I'm not high on for the MVP, but you got to give him credit. He's like one I of the best I give him credit, players. but that's, that, that, that team's wasting him, man. Yeah, that's not his fault. That's, no, but I mean, he, he's, he's also the one signing these huge-ass contracts to stay there. All I'm saying, if they're going to give me a ton of money for 15 years and waste that well, money in 15 should, years. Then he better not be complaining when he retires and he has no freaking playoff wins. I don't think he is co- complaining, no? Well, down the, I'm saying down the line. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's when you has to be traded. Or you gonna get like released. 30, he's going to be like, he's going to be too old for that shit when he's done with this contract. He's going to be able to buy a team and just put himself on the roster when he, he's done yeah, with that's all how Yeah, that's how we'll get his rings. Um... But I gotta, I gotta lean on um, JD, man. Like that's like I, I, I hate going the same one with you, uh, but just looking at it, look. At, I mean, I know we should kind of take this as like looking at it without looking at how we started the year, but man, like you have to think. Like he's He's on pace to be the triple crown, win a triple crown. I mean, actually, really, win and really, the sample size is even smaller because it's only really the last six games. But he's on a good. He's I. I think this is legit, man. I think the team and him are gonna just fucking take this thing and run. Well, even looking at it, he was in that first Oriole series. He had a home run. So when everyone else was struggling, he was one of the people that kind of got off to you know try to get off to the right start. And like you said, he's a pretty. Um, He's a pretty start. Usually starts slow, so I don't know, man. I think he's going to be able to do it. So we'll write these down. We'll check back later um, at the end of the season and see how he's doing. We'll probably have a little update uh, mid-season with the way too early awards like normal. Uh, but our picks for uh, MLB award predictions now. 
We're going to get to our final segment of the night. We're going to get to the people's topic. In this break, I'm going to pull up the stuff. It figures, Zach, that this week that the thing doesn't break. Thing doesn't break? Oh, the arm didn't break. No, the arm is breaking, but oh. it didn't make us go to a second. Um, oh, it's. I think it's because it's, there's two. There's only us two in it. Is that what it is? I think if there's more, I think if it's four or above, they they limit it. Well, it has to be three too because. We've had to do it with um, when John joins. Were you were you using the uh, student email for that one? I'm not sure. Uh, let me see if there's any. we only got one. That's all right. We'll we'll get some mileage out of it. All right. So, reminder for people's topic: you can write in every week on our Instagram and Twitter at. Big Red Zone. Uh, remember to give us a follow. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and like this video as well as all our other videos. Subscribe to the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this week, we are going with our one and only favorite, fan favorite, Joseph underscore Celia. He writes in and says, who wins at a three-point contest? Reggie Miller. Steph Curry, Ray Allen. Oof. Reggie, Reggie, Steph, Ray Allen. I'm assuming it's going to be just one round, winner take all. Yeah, I would say so. Damn. I think I'd take Ray. I think I'd take Ray in a three-point... Yeah, in a three-point contest, I think I'd take Ray. See, my thing is in like a clutch playoff performance, I think I'd take Ray. But in a three-point contest where you just go in between the racks, I think I'd go Steph. Because hmm. Steph, like, not that know. Steph's not a clutch player. I'm not saying that. But Ray was just so clutch in big, like, game in-game point. shots. Like, Steph has been proven. Like, you saw him in the last three-point contest. He's, that's like this competition. He almost lost him. to Mike Conley, though. Mike Conley played out of his mind though too. Like he he got hot in that that competition too. But I think we're both in agreement that Reggie Miller is you know Reggie Miller. Not nothing against Reggie too. Reggie's one of the best shooters of all time too. Um, but it was definitely that's definitely a tough call. This thing finally broke. I need to hey donate to the cause or to get Big Red a new mic stand because this is like this is absolutely absurd. Um, leave his uh, Venmo in the comments. So yeah, you know, send him some send him some cash. Send him some cash to get get a new mic stand for this for the podcast because I'm ready to heave this whole arm thing right out the gosh darn window. Uh, I've had enough of this thing. Um, but Joseph, so you, uh, you're going Ray. I'm going. I'm going to stick with Ray. I I think Ray. You know, I think Ray has. In a con, I think in a contest Ray could do it. I think he could do it. Maybe it's just because I'm not huge on Steph, but I think Ray could do it. Uh, and just for because he's not here and he can't speak for himself, we'll say John says Reggie Miller. <laughs> so good. Let us know. 
Yeah, great pick, John. What do you th- let us know what you think in the comments um, in this video or on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, but who would you pick? We'll put it out to the fans too. Who would you pick? Reggie Miller, Steph, or uh, Ray Allen? I have a feeling a lot of people are going to say Ray Allen. I, I think Steph Curry is a big one too. The kid, the kids love Steph, but the Boston kids love Ray. That's a good. Ah, uh, ooh, I don't know. Oh, that's true. I guess people are still mad at him about him after, after leaving the Miami trade. Trade leaving and free agency. Uh, but great question as always, Joseph. Uh, let's hopefully uh write in next week, everyone. Uh, again, anytime on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone. Uh, excited, Danny football. Excited for this weekend, man. Get to enter those great green gates of uh, Fenway Park. I can't wait to go see. Yeah, the you're boys gonna have to play. Get, you're gonna have to report back and see. You know, tell us how it is. I'll uh, I'll report on the Twitter. Stay tuned on our Twitter. <laughs> I'll I'll be sure to send some updates and some pictures out on our our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but I'm excited, man. I, that's been way too long. Been way way too long. Uh, without further ado, uh, thanks for listening this week. I want my thanks to Danny Football as always, or should we say Danny Wrestling? Ooh, we have to change that name. They have to change the name. I don't know. Ponder it. Think about it. Sit well, on think it. About it. Think about it. What about the people? The people. The people. Think. Yeah, that's true. Let the people. Let us know in the comments too. What do you want? Do you want him to be Danny Football? Do you want a name change? Legally change his name? Legally Danny, change his name. Change his name to Danny Wrestle. Danny. I like it better. Danny Wrestle. I think that fits. I think that fits better than Danny Wrestling. I'm open to anything that the people say. If you want Danny Football or Danny Wrestle or something else, just make sure we don't call him any mean names because that's not nice. <laughs> Uh, or do it anyway. I don't. I don't care. Whatever you. Whatever you want to do. Whatever we'll the call people you. want. Whatever the people want. I'm up for it. I'm a man. Of He's the a people. man of the people. I'm a man. Of, I'm the people's champ, as the Rock would say. So, thanks for listening, and have a great week, everyone. Mm-hmm.